We uh, started talking about radical rest. How many remember that? Radical rest. And we talked about how people are in such turmoil and such uh, agony and hopelessness. And, and uh, you know, people have uh, um, are, uh, nothing to look forward to. And so there seems to be no place of rest. And with the new news that's coming about, I don't know, I think so many others, so many people now, even now, right now, you're in fear. Fear will cause you to attract what you fear. So don't attract Omicron. Some of you are saying, what is that? Good, you don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, don't, don't believe, don't go into a shock and don't go into a shell. Remember, the Lord said, you will have tribulation. You will have challenges in life. But when they come, he said, be of good cheer. He never said, go into hiding. He said, be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. If God is in your ship, there is no way it can sink. What did I say last time? Even if the boat capsizes, he will cause you to walk on the water with him. But there is no way the devil is going to kill you. Not many believe me? Do you believe this? No way the devil can kill you if you have faith in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. We showed, I showed you last time from the, from the experience, from this experience of the storm, what the response of the disciples was and the response of Jesus. And I said, the major difference was what? The faith. All right, we'll pick it up from there. We said, remember, I want to just back up a little bit and say, because when Jesus stood up, he addressed what? He rebuked the wind and spoke to the waves. And I said this, the unseen world, world controls the natural world. So if you believe in God, you're believing in the God of the spirits. He speaks in the spiritual realm and it is created in the natural realm. When he said, let there be light, there was light. Say amen. Now, so the difference between the, the, the response between Jesus and the disciples was faith. And he, so, so he said, why are, you so, why are you so fearful? How is that that you have no faith? So what happened to your faith? Because that is not the response that Jesus expected from the disciples. He was not expecting them to deal with the storm that they were dealing with it. Because they were dealing with the waves that any natural man would deal with. But he, he gave them an example as to how he was dealing with the opposition every time he displayed the power of God. He spoke, he touched, he healed, he commanded. And that's what he expected his disciples to do. So as people of God, when we are faced with the problems, we're not supposed to panic like the world panics. We need to open our mouth and begin to speak. And we need to open our mouth and begin not only to speak, but also to do whatever he tells us to do. So when you face sickness, don't sit back and just talk like anybody else. Speak against it from the word of God. Use the word of God as a weapon against the forces of darkness. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, are you awake this morning? Yes. So, it is impossible to enjoy or enter into the rest without faith. 
And I'm going to explain rest a little bit, but let's look at rest as divine peace. And we'll talk about that. Look, Romans chapter 14 verse 17 says this. For the, there is peace. What did Jesus teach us to pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Where the kingdom is established, peace is established. So when Jesus stood up and rebuked the wind and spoke to the waves, what did he do? He established the will of the Lord, the established the will of the kingdom. The rulership of the kingdom was established in that place. So when some things are not going well and right, we have to call upon the Lord that the kingdom of God be established. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18. And to whom he swear, okay, let's read it. To whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but those that believe not. So he swore something. God said, they will not enter into the rest. Because why? Those that, say it louder, those that believe. All right? Those that, so the criteria is, if we have to enter into the rest or the peace that God has for us, we need to believe. All right? As he said, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath that if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundations of the world. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Say they could not enter in because of what? What caused the disciples to panic? Unbelief, not the waves. The waves made them to react. And the reaction was not faith, but unbelief. Are you with me, everybody? Okay. So how would you react in a certain situation determines he's talking to God's own people. He says, there are some of you that will be left behind or some of you that will come short of this and you will not be able to enter into the rest. So don't take it for granted that you will make it. You will have the promise fulfilled in your life. Because if you fall short through unbelief, that prophetic word, that promise will never come to pass in your life. Is everybody with me this morning? All right. For unto us there was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundations of the world. Okay, we'll go step by step. What does it mean when it says being mixed without, with faith? What does not being mixed faith, with faith mean? Faith demands action. Amen? Faith demands action. Not believing and acting on what you hear is what? Unbelief. Unbelief will make you sit, clap, sing, but not move. Talk to me somebody. We will write songs about it. We will preach about it. <laughs> we will clap for it, but we will not move. That's unbelief. Mixing faith is to believe what we hear and to act on it. Take any of those instances where people were healed by Jesus. He demanded action. And when they acted on it, 
you see that the miracle was manifest. He said, take up thy bed and walk. So he demanded action. If you believe what I said, receive it, now act on it. If they said, don't you see I've been lying down for 38 years and you still ask me to get up and take up my bed. How is this? I mean, this is so foolish. If you reacted or responded that way, you would have never, he would have never experienced the breakthrough miracle. With the withered man, look at the man with the withered hand in the, in, the, in the synagogue. He said, stretch forth your hand. There's something you have to do and I have to do when the word comes. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, when we teach about tithing and you don't tithe but you pray, nothing is going to happen. They are acting in unbelief, not faith. You might be saying amen to every word that is preached. You might say, I believe in tithing but you don't tithe. It's not going to happen. You're coming short of something. Are you with me, everybody? Coming short means that you're not doing what is required of you after you've heard. See, they heard, listen to me, they heard that the land, the, the land that flows with milk and honey belonged to them. Is that right? I said, is that right? But what, how did they respond? They said, no, we're not going to go. We're actually going to uh, call upon and raise another leader, a captain, and he will take us back to Egypt. Is that correct? See, they were acting negatively to what God said. Their response was unbelief. Why did they say we will go back to Egypt? Because they could not believe what Moses was preaching. The good news was preached to them, but they did not believe it. So they came short. Is everybody understanding what I'm saying? So I want you to understand, when the word is being preached, this is a word of what? The gospel of the kingdom, it's a word of hope and the word of life. So don't equate your life with anybody else around the world. It doesn't matter what their experience has been. Hallelujah. There was nobody else in that time that were able to overcome the Anakims. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 9 verses 1 to 3, he said, I'm sending you forth today to cross over the Jordan to fight against people who are taller and greater than you. And they're Anakims that have a reputation that they've never lost a battle. It did not happen to anybody, but it's about to happen to you. That's the gospel. But can you believe it? Oh, everybody's business is going down. So, yours will not. You will soar. Everybody's falling sick. So, it doesn't mean you have to fall sick. You will not fall sick. Why? Because the Bible says, the Bible says, the Lord said that I am protected. Hallelujah. He said, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Whatever the name of the plague is, it has no right to touch me. If I believe, I will act on it. Faith demands action, not just agreement in the head. Mental agreement is not faith. But most people think that mental, to mentally agree is to, be, to live in faith. No, it doesn't. So, let's go on. <clears throat> if faith is confidence, what it means is these people did not have the confidence in what they heard. They did not have the confidence that God was able to do what he promised. They did not have the confidence that he who promised was able to, well, able to perform it. So what did they do? They rebelled. So let's now go to the, the amplified version, the same portion of scripture. And I want to bring out a few other things. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 18. Oh, I'll skip through much and we'll just get to the heart of it. I won't read 18, I'll read verse 19. So we see they were not able to enter <coughs> into his rest. 
I'll define rest to you, but let's watch this for now. Do, so we see they were not able to enter into his rest because of their unwillingness. Watch this. This is very important. If you have amplified, I advise you to look at it. Because of their unwillingness to adhere to and trust in and rely on God, unbelief had shut them out. Their unwillingness. Are you willing to believe what God says? Are you willing to trust Him? Are you willing to rely on Him? Many times decisions are based on what I am capable of. But the walk of faith is not dependent on what I am capable of. It is dependent on what He is capable of. Has He spoken to you? If He has, do you believe He has the power to deliver what He has spoken? Do you believe that He has the power to accomplish what He promised? What is your belief? In what do you believe? What is your faith in? What is it dependent on? Is it dependent on your educational qualifications? Is it dependent on your abilities? Is it dependent on your influence that you have with higher authorities that you will get the job? What is, what is it based on? Or is it based on what God said? Hallelujah. The Lord said, it is His will for me to prosper. How? I do not know. But I will not accept anything less than being prosperous. Amen. Come on. In spite of or despite what the circumstances are. And in spite of what the experiences of other people. They do not determine what I believe. I, my belief is based on what He said. If I can learn that and adhere to, rely on, trust in God, God has the ability to fulfill His promise. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. All right, let's carry on. Okay, verse uh, chapter 4. Therefore, um, let me see if, we check, if I can jump a little bit. Okay, let's go to verse 2. For indeed, we have, we have the glad tidings. We have the glad tidings, gospel of God, proclaimed to us just as truly as they, the Israelites of old, did when the good news of deliverance came, uh, deliverance from bondage came to them. The good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. Redemption is not complete until you get into the promised land. I made a very profound statement. I want you to understand this. So what is involved in redemption? Not only emancipation from slavery, but moving into your prosperous life. That is the plan of redemption. It's not just getting you out of and getting your sins forgiven. That's step number one. But the step number two is to go through the wilderness, that is through experiences in God, where you will have, you will have many challenges, but to arrive in the land that flows with milk and honey, where houses that you did not build will become yours, lands that you did not buy will become yours, then the vineyards that you never planted will be yours. That is the entire plan of redemption. Somebody talk to me. So now this, this is why it is so difficult for us because we, we've been raised in a culture. We've been raised in, in, a, in, in a world that tells us it all, all has to be by sweat. No, it's not has to be. It doesn't have to be by sweat. It has to be by faith. All right. The gospel was preached. Proclaim to, uh, uh, proclaim to us just as truly as they, the Israelites of old, when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them. Stop. 
The gospel is being preached today, but it's not benefiting everybody that is in church. Why is it that some businesses are soaring and some businesses are shutting down in the church? Why is it that some people are losing jobs and others are finding new ones, but some are just loitering around, complaining, murmuring, and grumbling? Why is this happening? Why is there no breakthrough? What did they say? They heard it, but they did not benefit them. The gospel is not a lie. It's the truth. For, but for the gospel to manifest in your life, the criteria is you have to believe it. Do you believe? Jesus said, do you believe I can heal you? They said, the blind people said, yes, sir. Do you believe? Let's be honest and ask ourselves this question. Do I believe that God will deliver everything he promised me? If you say yes, then ask the question, why am I still suffering? Why am I still in lack? Why is there such a problem in my life? How is it that I'm not able to overcome this? What is stopping me? You've got to ask those questions. All right. The message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith. That means with the leaning of the entire personality on God, in absolute trust and confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness. Wow, that's an important part. Uh, the Amplified. I'm reading from the Amplified. So, with the leaning of the entire personality on God, in absolute trust and confidence in His absolute trust and confidence in what? In God's power or God's ability. Somebody say amen. In God's power, wisdom and goodness. By those who heard it, neither were they united in faith with the ones Joshua and Caleb who heard it did believe. Josh, what is he saying? Joshua and Caleb were the only two people who truly believed. How do we know that Joshua and Caleb believed? Out of the abundance of the heart? So what did they say? When every one of them said it's impossible, they said we can go right now. And Joshua said they are bread unto us. He said the only thing I request is don't rebel against God. They were looking at the same problem. Same challenge, same situation. And some of them said, it's not possible. If ever we try, we're going to be annihilated. But Joshua and Caleb looked at the same people, same giants. They said, no, they're bred unto us. Why? They were wholly leaning, trusting, relying on God's power or God's ability and God's wisdom. They believed that God would supply them with the wisdom that is required to overcome them. When Joshua declared that in Numbers chapter 14 and he said, they're bred unto us. Let me tell you, he had no clue how he was going to take over Jericho. He knew Jericho had walls. He knew the gates were shut. He knew there were giants. He had no clue in the natural how it was going to happen. You and I may not have a clue as to how we're going to be prosperous, how I'm going to get a job, how my business will increase, how, what kind of business I should get into, what should I do with my life. I may have no clue, but I'm not relying on me. I'm relying on God's power, His ability, and His wisdom. So I'm declaring, I will prosper. I will succeed. I will be successful. I will be the, at the top, not at the bottom. I will be the head and not the tail. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. I will succeed. This sickness will not touch me. 
This hereditary problem that my father had, my mother had, my uncle had, my grandfather, it will not touch me. Hallelujah. That is my faith because I believe, I rely, I trust in the wisdom of God and the power of God. Because he believed in the power of God, he said, yes, they're bread unto us. But he did not have a clue. But when he came to Jericho, God gave him wisdom as to how to tackle with it. He said, yes. Because of his faith, he said, where there is no way, it seemed impossible. But when he, because of his faith in God's ability, he went into the desert, had an encounter with God. Your faith will set you up for an encounter with God. I said, your faith will set you up for an encounter with God, where the wisdom of God will be imparted. Whoever thought or would have ever dreamt that when all the voices of the armies of Israel were unitedly resounding, walls would collapse. Whoever thought that would ever happen? We're not talking about nine-inch brick walls. The, the walls of Jericho were much bigger than this width because there were two chariots that could run abreast or more and houses were built inside the walls. So people lived in the walls of Jericho. We're not talking about walls that we conceive as walls today. Are you with me? So there was no weapon that was there. There was nothing that they had but what Joshua had. Joshua's advantage was access to God's wisdom. That's our advantage. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know at the right time, God will provide me with the wisdom to do it. I don't have to be perturbed. I don't have to be disturbed. I don't have to have sleepless nights. I am trusting in God's ability and I'm trusting in God's wisdom. God will come through for me. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So I declare, none of you shall go under. Every one of you shall be afloat. Every one of you shall rise. Every one of you shall be the head and not the tail. I say it in the authority of the word of God. Now it's up to you to rely, to trust, and to believe in God. Do you believe? Yes. Do you trust? Yes. Do you rely? Yes. Then don't you look at your circumstances. Whenever the worst circumstances come against you, the waves are beating. Look at the, look at the spirit behind that, which is the waves that, sorry, the wind that is behind the wind. Speak to and rebuke it. And then say, calm down circumstances. I, my wisdom is not the wisdom of the world. My wisdom comes from above. Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us. Hallelujah. I have the mind of Christ. This is what you must be declaring. I must be declaring. With all the challenges we have. Why is it not working? I don't know. But I know God will provide me with the wisdom. But I declare. My church shall grow. Amen. The king's temple shall grow. Amen. The king's temple shall increase. Amen. In every aspect of life. Hallelujah. More people will be released into ministry from this base. That's my cry. I've been praying to God. Lord, I want to be a man who will release many into the ministry, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to see more and more men and women being released into full-time ministry. Hallelujah. If this world has to be impacted, one thing God said, pray. You know what he said? Pray for laborers. That's the cry of God's heart. Are you going to be a laborer? You know, many people go back from becoming a laborer of God full-time. Why? Money. money many times it's money hmm. because although you say my god shall supply all my need somewhere at the back of the mind is saying he's not capable of meeting my needs it's a good sentence a good phrase a good scripture to preach from but not to live from for many 
my God shall supply. Glory. Do you rely? Do you trust? Do you lean on him? That's a question. All right, let's go further. They believed. For he who believed, somebody shout believed. believed. So there were some people that did believe. Majority did not believe. The minority believed. Glory. I said glory. All right. They who believe, for he, sorry, we who believed, adhere to, what does that mean? What does believe mean? Adhere to, trusted in, and relied on God. What did that happen to them? Do enter into the rest according, uh, in accordance with his declaration that those who did not believe should not enter when he said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And this is, this he said, though, these are the words, please, I'm going to read it slow. I want you to get the, get a grasp of this. Though, although, although his works had been completed, and prepared and waiting for all who would believe from the foundations of the world hallelujah your prosperity is not a question in god's mind your protection is not a question in god's mind your healing is not a question in god's mind from the look at this they were completed and prepared and are waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. Before the foundations of the world were laid, all these things were already made available, but they're only accessible through faith. Talk to me, somebody. Hallelujah. So the battle is where? It's developing our faith. Glory be to God. We need to learn how to grow in our faith to trust in Him. Say Amen. Listen, rest is a place of confidence and peace. Entering into rest means I enter into a position in the realm of the Spirit and in my soul where I'm not confused anymore. I'm not panicking anymore because I've put down my anchor. I've put down my anchor. Hallelujah. The waves may come and rock the ship a little bit, but the ship is moving nowhere because the anchor has been dropped. Come on. It doesn't mean you, it, you will not be tested again. Yes, now the waves can come and beat and just, it'll be a simple rocking. Sometimes so nice you will sleep in it. Amen. So, but you will not move. You are now established. Rest is a place of confidence and peace. You cease to be anxious. You trust in Him and not circumstances. Now, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. Do you have the Passion Translation there? From chapter 4 of Romans, verse 19 to 22. If you have, put it up. <sighs> Passion Translation. Chapter 4. Do you have it? No. Okay, I'm going to read it here. In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that, the, that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. I want to read that slowly, okay? In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong. Now, please listen very carefully. Because faith is believing. But believing in something. 
you're either believing in the negative or you're believing in the positive. You're either believing your circumstances or you're believing what God said. Everyone is believing something. Did you get what I said? Everyone is believing something. Nobody is there that does not believe anything. You believe something. Even the atheist believes something. Okay. In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact. Everybody say fact. So the, what is the fact? That he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. The fact is there that, they're not, that they will not be able to have a child. But he believed. So what the point is this. Believing is a choice. I want you to mark that. Believing is a choice. You're not at the mercy of anything. It's your choice. Do you believe? That's a question. That's what the Bible says. Do you believe? Because, see, if I don't have a choice, you cannot be asked. If somebody does not have a choice, they can be asked, do you? Do you believe? Do you want? Okay, it's a choice. It, by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child, he never stopped believing God's promise. He never stopped believing God's promise. For he was made strong in his faith to a father, a child. And because he was mighty in faith and conceived, this is something I want you to hear carefully. He was mighty in faith and conceived, I'm sorry, convinced, sorry, not conceived, and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises. Do you believe that God has all the power to fulfill his promise? Every time we're believing something, we always have legitimate excuses why something cannot be fulfilled. As long as you entertain those negative ideas and thoughts, even though they're real facts of life, they negate your faith and they destabilize you in your faith. And for some time you believe in what God said and sometimes you believe in what the circumstances say. And so you're neither here nor there. That's why it never happens for you. You have to make a choice as to what you will believe. And when you make the choice, no matter what is happening, you just say what he said. I believe that God has the power to deliver what he promised. I have the, I have the faith or I, I choose to believe that God will fulfill his prophetic word over my life. And you cannot stop that even when you're going through contrary circumstances and contrary circum sorry circumstances and experiences in life. Look, Joseph had a dream that he would be a leader. The next thing he knows, they're trying to kill him. His own brothers are trying to kill him all because of the dream. Because of the prophetic word, you'll be harassed. Because of the seed that God has spoken to you and has planted in your heart, the devil will go after you. But what do you choose to believe? Do you choose to believe your circumstances or will you choose to believe what God said? And in spite of whatever is happening, will you still continue to stand on the word and say, Lord, I believe. What do you believe? The fact was they had passed the age of conceiving children. But 
Abraham made a choice. Today, I'm challenging you to make a choice. Are you going to believe that you will die because of the waves and the storm? Or are you going to choose to believe that you will reach the other side because God has promised and He is with you? He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And sometimes it may look like the Lord is sleeping. You're crying out, but He's not waking up. Why don't you hear me, God, said David so many times. Because it seemed like God did not hear him. That's a human response. But God knows everything that's going on in my life and your life. Amen. So don't lose heart. Don't become despondent. Just because you failed in an exam is no reason why you should commit suicide. Just because you did not get selected in an interview and lost the opportunity for a job is not the reason for you to resign in life and say, this is good for nothing. I'm a wasted person. My life will amount to nothing. and I'm useless. No, don't let the devil convince you of that. Convince yourself you are precious in his sight. You've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. You are not an accident. You've been made in the likeness and image of God. And you have a purpose in life. And you might have had a failure right now. But God said, even though you fall seven times, it's going to lift you up again glory be to God hallelujah God is a lifter so if you failed in certain areas of life or certain experiences in life this is a message for you you choose today that you will believe what God says not what your experiences say Lord yes I've fallen yes Lord I failed in this exam yes Lord I've been rejected Lord I've, everybody Lord I have lived a life a life of rejection but father today I'm gonna to get up and I'm choosing to believe what you said that I'm the apple of your eye I'm choosing to believe that you have, you have carved me in the palm of your hand I'm choosing to believe that you know my name I'm choosing to believe that you have a purpose for my life I'm choosing to believe that you have a destiny for me so God I'm gonna get up dust my backside up and I'm gonna rejoice I'm gonna believe my end is going to be much bigger and much better than my start glory be to God Jesus I thank you Lord what do you believe what do you choose to believe what do you choose to believe he never stopped believing God's promise for he was made strong in his faith to a father a child why because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God was God had all the power needed to fulfill his promise. Abraham glorified God. So now you can see why Abraham's faith was credited to his account as righteousness before God. Anybody that believes, chooses to believe God in the midst of contrary circumstances has a right standing with God. It's only on the basis of faith that a person can enter into rest and inherit the promises of God. It's only on the basis of faith a person can enter into rest and inherit the promises of God. Faith, believing, is a choice. Do you choose to believe what the Bible says? Or will you choose to believe what the news says? How many believe today that it is not wise to believe what the media says? Today, media does not report. They drive an agenda. They don't report the real news. They have an agenda they're driving. Why? They want to take control of the masses. So if you're a fool, you will believe them. 
Are you with me? Only fools believe, will, will believe everything that the media is saying. No, we got to be wise enough to believe that God's word is more real than all that they're telling us. So they might say, you know, so they might spread bad news to drive us into fear. They want to take mankind into control. Mind control. I mean, listen, what is happening in, in the world is terrible. The, the activities of big tech, the activities and, 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 and the plans of them is to control mankind. I don't want to get into it because that's a big subject and it could be a controversial one. But I want you to know the big picture that the agenda that is being driven by large governments and big technology is to take control of mankind, to shape their thinking that you can, you, they can make you slaves to them. They will know everything about you. And so they are driving you to live in fear. Now when you are in fear, whatever stipulation comes, you will say yes to it because of the fear of life and death. Please be careful. Check with the Lord always. There is no better vaccination than the Word of God. I'm not speaking against vaccination. I'm just, please, don't misunderstand me. Don't misunderstand me. That's your personal faith, okay? What you do with that is up to you. But I'm talking from the point of, from God's point of view, from the Word, you know, from the, from the place of the Word of God. I don't, you should not be taking vaccine out of fear. You should, if you're taking vaccine, you're taking it in faith. Thank you, Lord, for the medication. Not out of fear that you will die, because so many have taken the vaccination and have died. So vaccination is not, the, what the world supplies as vaccination is not what protects you. God protects you. Whether you're taking vaccination or not, you must believe in God. The power to save you, to protect you is God. So our faith must be in what God said. And by this, I don't mean to say you should not take vaccination. And you don't need to know what my stand is. That's immaterial. Because if you do what I do, you're copying somebody. It's not based on your faith. It act, the word works only based on your faith, not somebody else's faith. So don't try to copy anybody else. And don't try to judge somebody else. If I've not taken it, you have taken, I should not judge you. And if I've taken it, you have not taken, don't judge me. Everybody's at a different level of faith. Not that that person who has not taken a vaccination is a far superior level of faith. No, it's up to you what you want to do. It all depends on how and what you believe in God's word. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't worry. Be wise. The Bible says in the end times it's not going to get better. So don't be surprised. Be prepared. Don't be shocked. It's revealed already. So it's time for us to get ready and prepare our hearts and prepare our minds so that we know how to face these challenges and ride over the wave. Not go under the wave, but ride those waves in victory. Hallelujah. Oh, everybody is losing their jobs. And people's businesses are going down. People are losing money all over the place. You're telling me half the story. While so many are losing so much money, somebody is getting rich. Why don't you find your place in those that are getting rich? And why do you find your place in those that are becoming poor? Don't tell me a lie. You're telling me half a story. Correct? They're all losing jobs, Pastor. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to... Yeah, but while people are losing jobs, somebody's creating jobs. Why don't you be the one that's creating jobs? 
your faith what will you choose to believe the natural fact is it's impossible but the truth is it is possible why because my trust is in his wisdom his power his ability my reliance i rely on him i trust in him Hallelujah. so don't you ever dare think of being depressed depression should never have any place in the heart and mind of a child of god no how can you get depressed when you know god has overcome the world yeah, it may be a depressive experience, but don't let it take control of you and make you a depressive person that you now have to live on antidepressant. That is sad. That is a clear indication. You may come to the church, clap your hands, rejoice, and sing a song, but you're depressed. That means you're choosing to believe a lie. Choose to believe the truth. The choice is yours today. They chose to believe that they were going to die. Jesus said, no way. I choose not to die. I choose to fulfill the purposes of God. My meat is to do the will of the Father. Yeah, when the time comes, when my assignment is over, I don't know how God wants to take me up, but he will take me up, but it will be a good going. Hallelujah. Or he will come sooner. Praise God. I don't have to live in the fear of death. You don't have to live in the fear of death. Glory be to God. When your assignment is up, I mean, doesn't matter how, what age it is, when your assignment is over, you have no reason why you should be here. Paul said, Paul was not an old man. He said, I've done everything I need to do. Everything I've been assigned to do, I've done. I can't wait any longer for my crown. Because he was living in that realm. Where he knew the reality of the spirit world was more real than the natural world. Church, I want to encourage you. Don't you be discouraged because of the waves. Don't give cognizance to the waves. Look at the spirit behind the wind. Rebuke it. Speak to the waves. And declare your faith like Abraham. The choice is yours. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.